Hey. Well, what's up, fellas? What's happening? Not much. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, doing nothing. Rainy outside. One of those days. Yeah, it's kind of doing the same thing here. Or it's going to. So I get well, that. Yeah, I guess the weather is uh, is uh, is uh, compassionate to our grievances with this show. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> I've been trying to be optimistic, but the last two hours, oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to remain optimistic, but it's pretty much gone at this point. I just want this thing to be over. Um, when when my wife is just like, I, and you know, she's been pretty good about most of this. She's like, after the last two, she's like, I don't know if I can take this anymore. This is just yeah, it, getting ridiculous. Pain in the butt. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I think Milos's computer is taking a minute. Um, and then we're, yeah. Yeah, actually, he he's actually had two earthquakes uh, last two days, like uh, nearby, sort of. Oh, yeah. you guys get earthquakes out there? Uh, not uh, not very often, uh, but it was in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and it was, it's like uh, I'm not sure what the distance is from Split, but it was like uh, five to six uh, degrees uh, at at Richter scale. So it was it was he felt it. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, the epi- epicenter is the worst, but up to, you know, split is okay as far as I know. So it's, uh, he's saying uh, that his computer is slow. He needs a new yeah. laptop. Yeah, let's oh. see. It's yeah. probably all that uh, F1 he was watching. Meh. <laughs> It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, for very, I mean, for very small price, they let you watch pretty much any camera on any car anywhere on the track. Like you can listen mm. in on the team radios. Uh, you can watch from any angle on the track anywhere at any time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. It's. I mean, as far as subscriptions goes, uh, Formula One has it uh, pretty good. The only problem he has is uh, their archives, which are lacking, to say the least. Oh yeah, yeah. NASCAR has um has uh, like an in-car camera thing that you can log into. Um, I think a few of them are free, but then there's other ones that I think you have to pay a subscription for or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for like fifty bucks or something like that, like you can watch any camera or in any car anywhere on the car. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like. You can switch, and you you know he said it's pretty ridiculous. So yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't I haven't experienced it for myself since I stopped watching ever since Michael Schumacher retired. But yeah, I watched the last uh, like last half of that race just because he posted that picture, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm really not doing anything else right now besides <laughs> playing MLB the show. So I was like, let me throw this on for a little while and. I think it's the first time I watched F1 in, I don't know, probably like five years or something. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting with the camera angles and everything, you know, because there was the one like right in the cockpit and then you see yep. like, you know, you see them doing it and it's it's so crazy. Like on that track, it's like, you know, the amount of turns and everything, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of skill. And that one guy, um, the clerk, 
uh, like spun out at the end or whatever. And it just seemed like his uh, car was way too fast for him to handle on those new tires that he had just gotten. Well, you know, those cars move at, you know, 400 uh, kilometers per hour. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous that they can achieve those speeds and move across the track so accurately. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, I it's, mean... it's, it's, it's similar to like, um, uh, obviously the, the net, uh, dynamics are a little different because it's open wheel but um in nascar when they go on to the uh road tracks um you know they, they have a similar um type of track that they go on for like the road races and um you know it, it, them going like you know 200 into a corner like slowing all the way down to like 100 or whatever in like a like a second it's crazy so i can just imagine these guys doing it on a daily you know on a weekly basis Yep, yep. Well, daily even too. I mean, I guess they have they also have to train, man. Hey. Get out of there. My cat's being <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I you know, I'm sure they do like practice and qual- qualifying, you know, stuff like that too and then yeah, you know, air obviously this and whatnot, yep. yeah. Are they do you know if they do like the like the the video simulations and stuff instead of getting onto the actual track cuz I know NASCAR Yeah not- they I mean they do everything uh, I mean they will do but I mean eventually they have to test out the cars they have test drivers yeah. and whatnot as well oh, not, yeah. yeah Yeah but they do you know simulations their tunnels and all kinds of I mean it's basically Formula 1 is you know when you look into it like they're it's because of them, kind of, that we have, you know, airplanes and stuff in a way, you know, the way mm-hmm. we do. And modern Justin, cars how, and whatnot. Justin, how are we enjoying this whole Celtics Nets thing, by the way? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, I mean, uh, you know, watching it and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of liking how, uh, you know, Kyrie's being kind of a baby and um, Durant is, um, you know, I mean, I still think, you know, outside of this rivalry, Durant is one of the best players in the league. But, you know, it seems like they're doing a pretty good job, like, getting imaginated. Yep. I don't know. They definitely got some uh, favorite calls last night because they were the home team, you know, but that's going to happen. Yeah. um, Oh, yeah. I mean, they they played pretty well. I mean, uh, Marcus Smart was doing a little too much of the – I shot a three and got it in, so let me shoot another eight of them. Yep. Um, you think, you think but, he's crying anytime he makes a shot? It's like, okay. Hey, and, uh, even a broken clock shows midnight noon twice a day. So True, true. And you guys are one win away from advancing, so hey, who cares? Yep. Take it. Yep. Crazy, because um, I, I thought the series was going seven, so. It's oh, nice. yeah. I, I, I thought they could win it, but I didn't think they'd do it like this. You know, um, but anyway, we're all here, so we'll start then. Uh, welcome to the team podcast. My name is John Macy. Today, I'm I was joined by Justin. I was hoping a. you would be done by now and have to say anything. Nah. <laughs> no, sorry, as, as shitty as these are, we can't get through them in seven and a half minutes. Um, too bad, too bad. Today, I am joined by Justin Ayotte. Hey, hey. Boris. It's a, it's a sunny outside after the rain, and if you hear any noises, it's my significant other uh, at the replicator uh, replicating me some marble cake. Nice. And Milos. Hello, hello, hello. 
And we are here for our latest reviews of Star Trek Picard. We skipped last week because of Easter. So we now have uh, the two episodes, Monsters and Mercy. Um, so, yeah, we're going to pick up right from where we were. Basically, the la- Monsters picks up right from where the last one left off. And I think the plot here is the plot with this one is pretty simple. As Justin said, the second one's more of an info dump, so it might take a little bit longer just to get through the plot and whatever. So basically that whole thing about um, the watcher chick going into Picard's brain to get him out of whatever memory he's stuck in essentially happens here. Uh, The entire episode is in his head pretty much. Uh, The rest of the crew does nothing in a box. Um... So basically, the entire it starts off as a uh, a psychological evaluation with him and a another Starfleet officer, uh, who a couple of you guys thought was Alexander Siddig playing uh, Julian Bashir again. I did. But yep. I I recognized him as the great James Callis from Battlestar Galactica. Um, I did as well. Who, Yes, yeah, so that, that's uh, what happens if uh, if you actually watch Battlestar Galactica, which I uh, only saw like maybe like a couple of episodes. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I I tried watching Battlestar the 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 new series, uh, the remakes from like what 10, 20 years ago, whenever that it, was. And it's made, it sucks. 10, 12 years old now. Yeah, and it sucked. I just couldn't get through it. I didn't like it, huh? Nah, I I don't know, man. I just wasn't my cup of tea. But I, you know, for two seconds I thought it might be Bashir, but then I saw it wasn't the same actor. And if they right. would, you know, take Bashir, it would be the actor who plays Bashir. Uh, right. Well, I is. had a half second of that, but then I realized, oh wait, Picard doesn't know Bashir, so why? Because I knew yeah. immediately that I knew immediately that it was all in his head. Yeah, as because... far as we know, they the two of them never met. As far yeah, as yeah, so as far. As far like you said, as far as we know, they have no interactions ever. Um, but then I immediately recognized James Callis and was like, "Oh, okay, this this at least this part of it at least should be good." Which I enjoyed the scenes between between him and James Callis. I thought they oh, were for sure. Uh, the were, only thing I had uh, was thinking, oh, why would he choose to you know to have Deep Space Nine uh, style uniforms from the Dominion Wars? That they probably was- just wanted. They probably just wanted to use them. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's any, like, timeline reason for it. They probably just wanted to use them. Uh, that would um, make sense. So while that's going on, while he's being psychoanalyzed by uh, the, the, the Starfleet guy, uh, Talon is running around in some other corner of his brain, leading his younger self around, trying to get him out of, like, a dungeon, like a fantasy dungeon, yep. right, where he's basically been led by his, by his representation of his mother. And that's pretty much all the plot there is. And here's where I'm going to get into, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant as to how stupid and unnecessary this entire hour was. This might, this might go down in my book as the, and as somebody who has seen literally everything, and I'm sure we all have, (laughs) this might go down as the single worst hour of Trek I've ever seen in my entire life. Other, I mean, I like I said, I really like the stuff between him and James Callis, but the rest of it is so, so unnecessary, so ridiculously offensive. I couldn't even get around it. Um, so, Justin, you had made a point a couple episodes ago about how you don't like how it's set essentially in our present because they're just kind of lecturing us about our society. 
right now rather than the way that Trek usually does it where they use some sort of allegory for it to do that. Um, so basically the whole thing you find out in the course of the 45 minutes or whatever it was is that the James Callis guy is actually Picard's father and he was abusive toward the mentally toward the you know mentally unstable mom by just like locking her in a room whenever she would have an episode and this is why this is why Picard was so desperate to go into Starfleet and leave Earth and shit because the father was a dickhead well or so he thought you know he believes right but then you find out you know that the dad was actually just trying to protect him from the mother okay which i kind of get so I'll grant that much at least. What I have a problem with is you can't tell me in the year what. So Picard would be like 12, 10, 12, 15 in the year what, 23, 15? Just do the like 25th that. century. It doesn't really matter what year it is. So you can't, you can't tell me that in the year 23, 15, we don't have some better approach to mental health crap than, oh, let's just lock her in a room until it goes away. Well, dude, there, there was Obviously probably, not. there was no better Zoid present, man. There was no Troy or somebody, you know. I, I guess you're clearly going into <laughs> things. No medical shit you could do to like we haven't figured out the human brain enough. By you know, McCoy has a hundred years earlier. McCoy has a pill that regrows fucking organs, and we still have no idea how to deal with this shit. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I I'm trying to like stay as like silent as possible because it's just going to be all negative but like it's yeah. like i i 100 agree with you don on everything i guess my i guess my right problem away. is this right i guess my problem is this right if you know if you've seen some of the the promotional stuff that Stuart has been doing for the this season and like i get you know i, I don't want to denigrate his personal experiences and whatever but he said a lot of stuff about you know one of the things he and he's a producer on this show so obviously he has input into what they what the scripts produce. Um, he's said a lot of stuff in the last few months about how, you know, he's in therapy because he witnessed his father beating his mother and that sucks. And I'm certainly not pushing that on anybody. And, you know, I, I hope he has found some level of, you know, getting through that and whatever, but do we need, do we need his personal experiences to inform this show so much that it becomes a fucking lecture about how much our society sucks about mental health shit? In, like, a, in, a, a, ten episode, in a 10 episode TV series, is, which is limited by time and is telling a completely different story. I know. And... We, it, it felt like such a pointless fucking detour that I was literally just For screaming sure. at television, like, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> you know, like, if you're going to do this, do it at the beginning of this. Like, Plus, Star Trek has already so many other mental health episodes. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, and it was just so it was just so heavy-handed, and I was just like, "Oh my god, just fucking stop it!" Um, so then, after so they resolve all that, he figures out he figures out a degree of his bullshit. There's still some bullshit left that he doesn't quite get to, which I'm sure we'll. Oh, we do have play. a third season to go, so I mean. But I'm, sure that, I'm sure that will somehow either play into the ending of this episode or something down the road. Um, so he goes back to Guinan, or not Guinan, or whatever the fuck we're going to call this one, um, and, asks her, and asks her to perform a ritual 
that again was so fucking dumb that I almost wanted to throw something at my television where she somehow has the ability and apparently all Elorians have this right or there's some sort of ritual you can perform that will do this where you can summon a cue um coming out of nowhere or anything we've ever seen prior to this so they attempt it she opens up a bottle that had some sort of thing in it and she ends up like screaming like a banshee for no reason and breaking half the bar and then nothing happens and then this guy walks in and starts talking to them about alien shit and he he has phone video of Picard transporting into the street in front of the bar and says he's like in the FBI and arrest them. And that's how the episode, that's how the first episode ends. So yeah, those last two minutes of that episode uh, were the best uh, two minutes of that episode. Yeah. As played far as by um, the agent guy, agent Wells is played by Jay Carnes from the shield and sons of anarchy and, you know, he's a guy, he's a character, he's an actor I've always liked. Um, but yeah, he we... was in 12 Monkeys as well, and a couple of others. I actually like him as well, but I like to digress to the fact that he actually, this isn't his first Star appearance. It's not? Nope. What else? He was in Star Trek Voyager. Really? Which one? Yes. So it would be season five, episode 23, titled uh, Relativity. Uh, when they pull uh, seven uh, out of her time. Oh, assuming ah, I ever get right. to defuse some kind of temporal bomb thing. Right, assuming right, I right. Ever right. Get I remember that. I rem- that. That's a great episode. Assuming uh, I ever get back to that, I'm actually close to that one, so I'll look for him. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was a missed opportunity not to have him play his character from The Shield on this show, but whatever. Uh, yeah, actually, I agree. <laughs> I was afraid that they would go, you know, the the bad agent route and, you know, I want to yeah. keep you here and whatnot. I want to test you. But I'm glad it ended up differently. Like, I like yeah. the whole arc was pretty I have to say, actually. like, not, his arc, you know, especially the whole seeing the Vulcans when he was a kid. But, mm-hmm. like, that was some of the best stuff they did in, like, whole season two of uh, Picard. Yeah, I did enjoy that. So then that brings us to uh, Mercy, which is the second episode we're doing this week, um, which this one has is a little bit more info dumpy. So I'm going to try to um, navigate the plot in a certain way. And if I miss anything, feel free to um, or if I miss anything that we think is important, feel free to let me know. Um, so we have Picard and Guinan uh, being held by the guy, being held by Agent Wells. Um, so. He is convinced that they are aliens because of the transporter thing, um, even though they both appear to be human and whatever. Um, so he's basically holding them because he believes they're going to do something negative to the Europa mission, which still hasn't happened yet. Um, yep. And and we find out that that is apparently the um, the thing that will the the Europa mission is the thing that will start the path to the Federation. So that's essentially what they're here to keep to keep that in line. Um, well, kind of, sort of. I mean, eventually, the thing that really starts towards the Federation is first contact day. But, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I think what you're supposed to believe is that 
somehow whatever Rene Picard finds out in space will somehow lead down the path of um, World, World, World War and, you know, space exploration. Yep. I mean, I guess we can debate the whole, you know, what ifs and whatnots, but uh, yep. I'm, I, I'm going to go with you, man. I just yep. makes sense. So while that's going on, you have uh, Rafi and Seven of Nine looking for uh, Borg Queen Girati. Uh They find her at one point, um, and this is this whole thing was kind of silly, but I will give uh, Allison Pill credit for doing more of the ridiculous without batting an eye. Right, so they find her at one point, and and Seven brings up this thing of like. Well, she needs like heavy metals in order to make the make the nanoprobes work, right? So they literally find her in a parking lot eating fucking car batteries. Which I'm drinking the car battery fluid, yeah. Which I thought was the most ridiculous thing ever because I'm like, wait, I get what she's doing from from Borg sense, but wouldn't eating car batteries like destroy her human organs? Like yes, very much so. And no, and the it's fact wouldn't. that. No, it wouldn't, because yeah, it would. Borg Queen living on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I she, guess. she still has you, organic. You, but she still has it. organic uh, organs, though. You know, like she. That I'm, it's not, sure be, that I'm pretty sure would be wrecked by carb battery acid. But yeah, whatever. yeah, because because what happens is when the Borg uh, assimilate you normally, um, they replace um, some of your um, organic tissue. With yep. stuff that would be able to be suitable for their metals and everything like that for the cybernetic stuff, um, but the problem is that she's basically just taking over a human body and just using all this nanotech to just uh, explain away everything that they're doing, and it's like it doesn't really make sense. Like there's no like actual like theory saints behind it you know what i mean she's just sitting there like you know chomping on a you know lithium battery you know what i mean it's not you know it's not really how it works once again going back to the whole like it just doesn't seem like they understand how everything works type of thing but you know so here here's so when that happens they come across her that there's a fight a very short fight she kicks the shit out of them she has rafi at a point where she very easily could kill her but doesn't. Um, and that's kind of their argument as to like, oh, well, Gerardi's still in there doing something. So we're not, you know, this is not entirely hopeless. Now, here's a, a I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but here's something else that they did that made no sense to me before this. So they find this guy that she went, that she left this bar with, right? And he's like dead in an alley, right? And Seven starts talking about, like, oh, well, she was trying to establish a connection with this one guy, and it didn't work, or it wasn't enough or something, and she had no feeling from it, so she just killed him and kept going. So uh, what I couldn't figure out, maybe I'm, 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 like, fixating on this because you're trying to find, like, any port in a storm with how stupid this all is now. Um, she, like, attempted to assimilate the guy, and it didn't work? I think, or- no, she tried to assimilate the guy, and it didn't work. Or are they like fucking in an alley and she's not getting anything out of it, so she killed him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, she tried, no, she tried to fit the guy and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I'm with okay. on this one. That's the same thought I had. I, okay. I had no illusions of sex in the alley, man. So, I just so, I did not get that vibe. 
And here's <laughs> something. Sure although, anyway. although that would have been hilarious, especially if they yes, like included yes, that scene sure. oh, yeah. or whatever. That would have been hilarious. Yep. Here's a scene and an idea that I will give them credit for. They just did it way too late. Okay. So you get a bit where Seven and Raffi are talking and Seven accuses her of being a manipulator and says, oh, you just always get what you want by getting people to do what you want because you make them think it's their idea. Mm-hmm. So then they, they cut to a flashback scene with Raffi and Elnor where Elnor's talking about, oh, well, um, my people, the Qualop Milot, asked me to come back because they need me for something, and I can, I can put off going to Starfleet for a year, and this will be good because you know it'll be useful for me to go help them with something um whatever it was and i don't think they really get into what it actually was um and then he, she talks him out of that and says well you should go to starfleet instead you know what i have an issue with that because i have no idea what kovat milat would want with elnor anyway it makes no fucking sense what's my issue with it this is i think this is what the scene they used or try to use or whatever to show why Raf was uh, so impacted by uh, Elnor's death. Yeah, my point. My point is way they, too little, point. way too late. Like this is episode eight of a ten episode yep. uh, season. You're waiting like after the penultimate episode to tell me why she's been acting up all season long because he died. Like now you're trying to give me emotional attachment or why I was so emotionally attached yep. to that moment and to Elnor in general. That she was so pissed off and fractured when he died. It's like, I don't even care at this point. Yeah, I just my son. two episodes and I wrap up the season. But once again, what happens is with these shows, it seems like they wait until episode eight in order to actually give you any kind of info about the season. And then it's like, well, at this point, we should have known this like three episodes ago. You know what I mean? Well, we, we should have, have known, known this like five episodes ago. Yeah, well, yeah, should... this, this particular Even before scene, Elmore right? died, we should have known about this. Oh yeah, yep. there definitely should have been some kind the of. Yeah, there definitely yep. should have been um at like in in episode like one, two, three. There should have been like a little more character development the two of them, so that way we could actually feel the impact of his death on her. But I'm just saying that like in general, this show just tends to wait until episode eight to just dump all of this plot stuff on you, and it's like, well, where was this stuff? before when you were just randomly doing things and not explaining like the Anything. point of this. Like, you know? I mean, eight episodes in, the only only bright part about this whole season is Rios. That's it. Yep. Like, oh, I have yeah. nothing oh, positive yeah. to say about anybody else. Yep. And like, uh, I'm just waiting for Rios to bang uh, Dr. Ramirez. Actually, right. I don't <laughs> think like, you know they're going to bang. Might be off screen. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, but my, was, that's the only me, positive thing about the whole season is him. Like, part, yeah, part of me believes he's not gonna be his own grandfather, but the little kid is gonna be his grandfather, which would be hilarious, too, in a way. Yeah, but doesn't that mean the, the little kid would have to fuck his mother? I mean, oh no. wait, I'm probably. No. No man, no, 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 no. It just means it just means oh, it just means the little kid would uh, have to fuck somebody else, man. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Uh, meaning, meaning that going down the deep end. I mean, it will, oh, it will be a few. It will be a few hundred years. Although, yeah. if you're if you're going if you're going in that direction though, with all of this, like it does seem weird. I mean, technically, um, the doctor would be his like 
great, 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 but yeah, you know what I mean. So still still gets a little weird there for you. For you, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm that that Rafi and Elmore scene should come earlier than this, and like the if they had had a scene like this early on after he did die, I would have been like, okay, that makes sense now. Like I get why she's off the handle, but they don't do that, and. You know, she basically tells Seven, like, I'm responsible for him dying because he he decided to stay in Starfleet because I asked him to. So I'm now responsible for his death, you know, which would have been which would have been a nice thing to have six weeks ago when she was flying off the fucking handle. And we were like, why is this happening? Um, OK, yeah, it was a case of too little too late. Yep. So then you also have. uh Rios finally decides to because he can no he feels he can no longer uh make excuses for the whole thing with the card and what's going on in the, the clinic and whatever. So he really stupidly decides to take the woman and the kid up kid to the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, introduces the kid to a food replicator where he just eats a bunch of cake and then feels like shit. He's like, You can get anything. Um, can I forks? Yep. So then, yep, yep. like that I was, a, that was the cool scene, man. I kind of I liked the scenes between him and the girl to a point. Like I liked all the stuff where they were, and, and Corey asked the question, like, why is he speaking Spanish this much? Like, is this just because he can, and they just he just wants to do that, or I think it's because I, he can. Yep, I kind of read and it as because like, she, she she you know she goes into Spanish mode every now and then. So yep. like when she talks Spanish. He does as well. I kind of read it as like uh, they want to have a conversation, and the kid doesn't. Maybe the kid doesn't speak Spanish, so they feel like they can say whatever they want to. I don't know. Kid. I think the kid would speak Spanish. Yeah, the kid speaks Spanish. I I think it's because uh, they can uh, they can speak Spanish, and they choose to speak Spanish, make it more you know uh globally diverse. yeah more diverse and globally uh what's the word appeasing yeah. you know so now here speak. here's my problem with this scene right like i get i get the end point they're trying to get to but even even cory was like this is dumb i don't understand what it is i don't understand why they took this long of a path to get here okay so rather than you know, at a certain point the doctor chick just like basically asks him very bluntly to be honest with her and instead instead of instead of saying like be honest with me or i'm just going to get i'm just going to leave and have nothing to do with you there's this whole long convoluted thing about like act like we act like we've been together for the last 10 years and we're about to get divorced and i'm about to have an affair with the fucking <laughs> and then and then you know tell me something about yourself that i would know if we'd been together for the last 10 years well because we, it, because i think i think with that scene it it was kind of alluding to the fact that that's what happened with like her ex-boyfriend, ex ex husband, whatever it was, the the, the kid's father. father. Yeah, okay. it's kind of seems like that's like a thing, and so she wants to like know more about him instead of just like yeah. a fly by night type of thing. That's that's what I got right. the sense of it. It was just yeah, also back, it was just also backwards, and it was all in subtitles. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, why can't mm. you just say like? Just be honest with me. It was this whole big spiel about like, well, act like I'm about to bang the mailman, 
and whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it did come off a little weird at first, but I yep. got where they were going. It's just that they, you know, they they took the long way around. You know what I mean? And yep. Honestly, now, that this, just kind of seems to be what these people do nowadays. This, this, this whole thing cements the idea of the one thing I don't want to have happen. He's going to stay in this time. And it's gonna, it's gonna. Uh, no, I, I'm no, really, I, I really, really, really hope that you're wrong, just because, like, even dude, through season one and especially season two, he's my favorite part of this whole oh, show. Oh, he absolutely is. He's to me, he's. And plus, he's. he's I, mean, I get, to, I get the fact that you're gonna bring in new characters in, or old characters in in season three, but this to suffice what has basically been your best. Uh, character makes no sense. Yep. Uh, no, I think, but also I think at the same gonna... time, looking at into stuff in this show that doesn't make any sense, it kind of makes sense that they would do something that doesn't make sense. So maybe he does stay, but I really, really hope he doesn't. He can't because he's a star. Well, you maybe happen. the doctor and the kid come with him. Yeah, you can clearly yeah. tell that they're influenced by uh, uh, Voyage Home, and that's that's exactly what they're gonna do. They're gonna have the kid and her come with them, and um, you know it's gonna be like that type of situation because she seemed to be okay with the whole like you know spaceship thing, and you know kind of like how when uh, Kirk was talking to the doctor in uh, you know Voyage Home, I keep forgetting Jillian Taylor. Jillian Taylor, thank you. Um, you know, and she seemed to be pretty okay with everything. Like, you know, it seems like that's what they're setting up. You know, I, I don't he, think they'll be s- s- keeping him there because um, it just seems a little yeah, weird. But, seems as how everything on the ship is like programmed to him and he is the captain of the ship. So they really wouldn't be able to use the ship without him. You know what I mean? I think, so, they, gave, I think they gave seven the ship at the beginning of the season for a reason, though. Yeah, but no, no, seven. No, Seven had the ship um, in the regular timeline, not in yeah, this timeline. The alternate timeline. So this this, this ship is, technically yeah. comes from the alternate timeline. Right. So it's all programmed to him and everything. Yeah, but you're forgetting that he's a Starfleet captain in the original timeline. So I don't think he's going to be staying. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't his know. Duty, his duty, I, I, I don't think so, man. Like, it would be too much of a... I don't know, man. I, I just don't see it. I think it really makes sense for them to come with them than for him to stay. Yep. He even he even said the line, and it didn't, it didn't land for me as well as the thing with the, the guy on the bus did. He even says the line, I'm from Chile. I work in outer space. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Plus, also, I, I, I don't see the two, the doctor and her kid coming with them. It just doesn't make sense for their characters as far as I'm concerned. I don't see them going to the future with them. I think it would pollute the timeline a lot, especially considering they're coming from an alternate timeline and they're trying to restore everything. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. And also, I mean, they may be alluding to it, but I just don't... It's not going to happen. I don't think it will. Also, another question, going back to them speaking Spanish this whole entire time, we never really see anybody talk in any other languages 
talk besides like alien languages. We never see them talk in French. Well, that's only Spanish, when the Mandarin, universal, Russian. always have the universal translator. Yeah, yeah so, and that's only when the universal translator doesn't really work. And sometimes yeah, so they do insert foreign words or alien words for context or whatever, mm. but but it's just interesting that he's so fluent in Spanish that like, you know, it doesn't seem like you Maybe need to be speaking Spanish. I mean, I guess so, but I mean, still, it seems like you wouldn't really have the need if there's a universal translator. Because, for example, um, uh, I, I have to talk to people in other languages occasionally at work. So what I've been using is the um, on Google, on the Google phones, we have interpreter mode. Um, so I just tell the I tell Google, I say, be my interpreter and um it like goes into interpreter mode, which essentially is universal translator. And mm -hmm. so I say something in English, they say something in Spanish and it helps us like try to communicate with each other. And if we have that now, like in the future like that, when they have a universal translator, it really doesn't make sense for them to be making people learn languages. It would almost be like in but high dude, school Spanish, when you dude, learned Latin. Yeah, you know I get I mean? you, but I think Spanish is his uh, first language. Yeah, yeah. I, did, yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. I you just still have to, you still have to learn a language in order for Universal Translator to work for you. Well, not really. I mean, no, really, no. Whole... That's the point of Universal yes, Translator yes, is that you don't have to learn the language to understand yeah. it. Yeah, but if you, but he's kind of got a point. If you, have no, if you have no understanding of a basic language, whatever that, whether that be Spanish or English or Croatian, like you will not understand anything. Like it has yeah. to, it has to adjust. The universal translator has to adjust to a base language of some sort. Yeah, but so what, it, yeah, but it, see what the what the universal translator is though is like I say. Hi, how are you doing? And the universal translator changes that to hola, como estas? To the other yeah, person. But unless you don't, and then yeah, they say bien, y tú? And then to me says, good, and you? I never really need to know Spanish in order to know it because the universal translator no, is telling but, me what yes, they're saying. You have to understand some right, language in order for the translator to work language. for you. What does the damn thing translate to then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that stands to reason that uh, Rios's first language is Spanish. You know, maybe he he probably grew up in a Spanish home or something because that's the only way to to for them to you know to use Spanish as his main language. He doesn't. Yeah, but you never, but you never really see Picard. I mean, now he uses no, French but... a little bit because he's French and they want to show that he's French and not British. But it's like. He would never really talk in French all that often. Do, you know. do we know that for certain, dude? Like we don't know, man. Like he might be speaking French the whole time we were we were watching him. Like we don't know. Like uh, that, that don't you know, know, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just... like, like let's say, let's say that let's say this. You and I, it's yep. 20, you know, it's 24th century, you and I and uh John, you know, we get on the USS whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and I speak Croatian the whole time, and you hear me in English the whole time. And then there's this Spanish mm. dude, there's this Vulcan, and they all hear me in their own languages. And well, that's basically yeah, that's in order true, for me to understand the language, I need to have an understanding of any language in order for the universal translator to work. If I, well, if you I'm don't. Well, no, see, that's where you're getting 
the lost part is that you don't need to have a basic understanding of the language because if the universal translator is working I right mean, for, for your, the three of us, for yourself, for yourself. yeah, but yeah, but if the universal translator is working right, I should never need to know what you're saying. And like, I should never language... need to know Croatian in order to understand you no, if it's translating no, it me. to me. But for you, for you to understand any other language, dude, you need to have an understanding of some. You language. have to have the the recipient has to have an understanding of a baseline. You have to uh, you for know, it like, to have something to translate to. Too, yeah. It's like, so basically, what they're saying is, in order for universal translator to work, you have to stand English or whatever your mother tongue is, in order to actually yeah for the universal translator and translate stuff for you. Yeah, so you just so like for example, like so basically like for the universal translator have to learn Spanish, he only needs to know English. In which case he his mother know. tongue is Spanish. That's yeah, see that's see Spanish. that's where we're getting confused right here, is that basically basically what it seems like the my understanding of the universal translator is like for example, I have it I have the universal translator going. And so I speak in English and right. it gets translated to everybody else in whatever language. So you yep. guys would hear it in yeah, Croatian. Exactly, uh, exactly. Picard would hear it in French. But I, Justin, wouldn't need to know French or Croatian nope, because it wouldn't. translates it for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in order for a translator to work for you, dude, you need to know a language, right? Well, like yeah, you need to know a language, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's my point, man. That, that, yeah, that's this whole roundabout thing we've been doing. That's because of that, man. Yeah, like, but right. see, no in, but so, see, so basically, the universal we grew up speaking Spanish most likely. Yeah, but see, wouldn't the trans the universal translator not work then in in this time since they're not having their communicators with them all the time and everything like that? Because usually the universal translator is with their communicator. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, it's not like programmed into their head. Because, so, so then they wouldn't understand Rios the entire time. Yeah, well, maybe. And yeah, they wouldn't maybe. understand Picard the entire time. You know what I mean? Like if okay. they only so, spoke French or yeah, Spanish. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sense. Yeah. That, okay. That, that's a yeah. completely different. That's a completely different uh, discussion. Yeah. So basically, going all the way back to it, then is that this entire episode they've been understanding. Picard and let's say Picard only speaks French for the sake of conversation sure. and because I don't know and um, let's say Rios only knows Spanish for the sense mm -hmm. of conversation um, mm -hmm. with them not having their communicators on them all the time how is they understanding each other if they don't if they're not fluent in Spanish and French to talk to each other and why are they still talking in English when we can hear them and you know what I mean and yeah, so, so I'm not saying it's aliens, it just kind of seems like aliens. it kind of just seems like he knows English as like his first language almost, and then Spanish, or or he knows English more now than Spanish, and it seems like he learned multiple languages. And it to me, it just seems yeah, like it'd be ridiculous in the future like, to learn he multiple decided languages. Decided to go too deep into the topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, so we don't listen, listen, this, this conversation gonna, at the other end, we're gonna come up with the with the this conversation that it makes this, no sense because yeah. nobody should be able to understand anybody else. So yeah, but just I think we draw this, the line. This conversation is a lot more useful than these episodes were. So I, I mean, you know, oh, true, true. 
<laughs> yeah, so in just... theory, they will defend each other because half the time they don't have their uh, combat just with them. Just yeah. to uh, just to ram through the rest of the plot real quick. So the <laughs> so the whole the whole point of the uh, the whole point of the interrogation scene with with agent the agent Wells guy. So Picard's getting interrogated by the agent Wells guy, and you basically find out that every dumb thing they did in the course of this season is now coming back to bite them because this guy is basically fucking Fox Mulder Jr. Um, which, yeah, as much as I like Jay Carnes, I think it would have been hysterical if this if this role was Duchovny. Like if they had somehow gotten Duchovny to come in and do this, it would oh, have been. That would be hilarious. Man. I would no. have absolutely. I would have absolutely died if he walked in to that bar. That would be um, hilarious. So, so, um, so you find out that you know uh, this guy picked up the communicator that Rios left in the clinic. And can tell it's not, you know, current Earth tech. And then he also takes the supposed confession that Rios made to the ice guy when he was very much like, oh, well, I'm the captain of a, of a starship in the year 2400. You've never heard of it. Um, so, you know, this guy's convinced that they're aliens. Um, he takes has Guinan taken into a separate interrogation room for essentially no reason. Um, well, except, we'll find out what the, the only reason is, is so the Q can show up and then yeah. we can find out that the yeah. summoning so the, from so previous the, episode actually worked. So, the, yeah, the Q summoning does actually work. It just takes a long time because he doesn't have powers and shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So and he's he still insistent on the fact that he isn't the one who put all this in motion. Yep. So he doesn't have powers anymore and he's just a guy now, but apparently he's able to just walk into an FBI facility and nobody notices um okay uh, duh, john john he was dressed up well, he was FBI wearing the jacket, jacket. exactly yeah, come on okay yeah. well all right you watch tv the <laughs> only thing you need is the jacket man um, <laughs> so this leads to um this leads to like the pretty much the only good scene in this entire show which was the yep. the scene between q and not guinan where he's talking about like you know where he's basically saying like this is all bullshit. I didn't do this, you know, and now I don't have, now I don't have my powers and I'm basically dying now. Um, I read this as the Q were never immortal and they just have really, really, really long lives. And they were. I read this with the, uh, this show has gone completely off the rails. They have no idea what they're doing anymore. Yeah, I yeah, think they're just. Too. I think they're just rewriting. And, and once they reset everything at the end of the season and start with season three, all of this is going to be redundant, anyways, because it kind of never happened. Right. So well, everything happens here. Really know. Water. Well, we don't really know that because if season two is going to, because it doesn't seem like it's this this whole story thing is going to wrap up. So it seems like the whole like she's becoming the new board queen thing is going to probably last into season three. Cause I, they've only got two episodes left. They're not back in 2024. Uh, they're not back in the 25th century yet. And um, she's going around trying to assimilate people in 2024. So it kind of seems like if it's only 10 episodes that this is going to last into season three, and that's going to be why everyone else gets called in from the, you know, TNG cast is like, they have to go on an adventure to, you know, stop the Borg again. Or whatever, you know. I think so. 
Uh, I, I, I think whatever is happening in this season gets resolved at the end of this season. And I'm then the, Milos, the, I'm with Milos on this one. The this season one, three because first, like season. dragging this thing, this shit show, into another season, even if just for a couple of episodes, makes yep. no. I so can't see you... what I can't see is that somehow whatever they do here to things doesn't really completely fix things. But then you're lo- walking into this metaphorical, and then when they go back to their own timeline, certain things have changed, but Federation is still there, blah, blah. But then you're going to go walk into the whole mosh pit of, well, if they change it, then do these people even know each other and stuff like that? Yeah, I think, I, think... They're gonna, like, I think it would complicate things way too much. And I think it's far easier solution to have whatever is happening in season two, be resolved in season two. It'll probably be resolved. He's right. Because then you're going to go back to this whole thing, like why Guinan didn't record the card, and how come if everything's changed, and then this never happened, everybody else in the in their future slash present timeline actually recognize everybody else, even though like people would lose their minds. Like It's better to resolve this as soon as possible. Yeah, because no, I think... I think uh... I mean, I know you're saying people lose their minds, to be honest with you, with the stuff I've seen people talk about. Um, the truck community is essentially becoming the new, um, it's becoming the uh, wars community. I mean, this this show and everything new and stuff has already divided the fan base. So you're going to have people that explain it away like, oh, this is what they always were meant to do. And then you're going to have other people that go, Oh, this is trash, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So to be honest yeah. with you, there's gonna be people that are gonna be upset, but there's gonna be other people that just give it as a like an apologist type of thing where it's like, oh I no, think people are gonna you know, be there, gonna have people Trek. who are gonna be upset either way. So mm. I, yep. I don't see so a then, win-win scenario on this one. Like so somebody's then you find, gonna get pissed, whatever they do. Man, this you is find, really a Kobayashi Maru then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You find <laughs> it, uh, in the continued interrogation scene, that there are two things. One, uh, one I actually thought was kind of interesting and a nice little nod to the history. The other one was kind of stupid. Um, while Picard's talking to Wells and Guinan's in a separate room, she somehow has the ability to like phase into the room like a ghost. Like, why do they keep giving this woman powers that she never had? Like, it's just fucking stupid. Because Yoda um, can do it, and this and this somehow <laughs> and this somehow gives Picard the idea to. Uh, it, he assumes that Wells must have had some sort of thing in his past involving aliens. So you find out that at some point in probably, you know, he's probably in his fifties. So I would assume in like the nineteen seventies somewhere, he came. He was in the woods, and he comes across like a couple of Vulcans doing survey work. And then they try to, one of them tries to do a mind meld on him to wipe the memory out. It doesn't work, assumingly because the, the guy gets transported in the middle of the mind melds. So it doesn't work. Pretty much, yeah. Um, also, so that, it, it was a little surprising to me because back then, Vulcans didn't really practice mind melds. That's true. If you go by, if you no, go by. Yeah, but this is different times. So maybe this one they actually do. 
Well, right, maybe they if... had a different protocol for these kinds of situations, but still it was a little odd to yep. me, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just because I didn't even really think of that. But yeah, they have that whole thing in Enterprise where most Vulcans considered mind-melding to be like a dirty thing. Yeah, especially, um, you know, with foreign species. It just, I don't know, man. It was a little bit odd. Yep. But, uh, I, but can, I, I can get behind it because you, that scene was so beautiful. Do you really think that they watched Enterprise? And do you really think that they saw that episode where they explained that they don't do that? No. No. This group of writers between people that do like Strange New World in this show and whatever were the same people who had no clue who John Billingsley was after he had been on, a, on one of the Star Trek shows for four years. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. So, uh, so then Wells lets them go because, you know, Picard makes the pitch of like, well, we're here to act. He levels with him and he says, you know, I'm from the year 2500 or 2400 or whatever. And I'm actually here to, to protect history and stuff. So also, yeah, also great Easter egg for the guy being called Wells as in HG Wells and stuff. Yep. I didn't really think of that either. Uh, and another, another moment of like, real life intruding on on what they're trying to do with these shows wells is instantly fired for letting them go which is ridiculous like the fbi well, he has, has the been... explanation of i cried aliens again and it was wrong again yeah. right but the fbi has like procedures he wouldn't 10 minutes after letting them go he wouldn't go into that room with a box with all his shit in it you know <laughs> yeah it made no sense it made no sense but yeah, I kind of wonder if he's going to come back and have some bearing on the end of it. Well, we have um, two episodes left, so yeah. anything's possible. At and this point. Like, if they need anybody, like any Earthlings help, like definitely there now. It'll be him. You know. Yeah. Now, in in the ultimate, like, what does this plot have to do with anything? Uh, thing. Uh, then we have the final thing of we go back to um. Sung and the the weird clony daughter, uh, where he finally levels with her and says, "You don't have a mom. I made you." And then he ba- and again, Finer would be the case. Finer is fucking killing this shit. Oh, for sure. But man. The, the rest of it is so dumb. I'm just and even most of the stuff around this is so dumb. I'm like, what the fuck? So, so- he. What's the prognosis? Uh, what What are the odds on uh, Sung actually being the one who starts World War Three? Um, I don't know if nah. he starts. I don't think he starts World War Three. I think the idea and what leads to this what leads to this Confederation thing is that um, rather than you know in our in the regular timeline, the events of World War Three are what leads our society to be like, okay, we have to we have to try to get along and and advance ourselves in this reality. It's probably just like how most of humanity is wrecked. And he says, well, I can fix all of that with genetic engineering and stuff. So then he becomes like the steward of this entire society because his, his work is what brings us. Someone even says, I think the, the uh, Gerardi even says, because the whole thing is that Gerardi just kind of wanders into his home. Yep, and they they decide to work together to stop the Europa thingy, um, and she basically says like, "You brought humanity back from the edge of extinction." So my guess is like, he will, uh, his genetics work 
will like save humanity after nuclear war. Um, so I think that I guess my whole thing is like, why does any of this like I get that like he's supposed to have some larger future role, but like, why does any of this matter for the? Uh, well, well, I, I think. Sorry, uh, Justin. Go ahead. I also uh, think uh, the Europa mission has something to do with it because you know, uh, Miss Picard has to bring back an alien uh, form of life to Earth so that they can you know advance and whatnot. I yep. think it's all connected in some way. Just, One way I have no idea because even, the writers have no idea either. So, so we all that. understand. And here, a production, what I'll call a production digression here. We all sort of understand those work, right? Like they get these actors under contract, and there's a thing about like they have to appear in X number of episodes or whatever in the in the contract. And my wife pays no attention to this kind of stuff, right? None whatsoever. Oh. So she suddenly turns to me and goes, why are they doing any of this? Are they just doing this because Issa Briones has to show up somewhere and this is what they came up with? Like, why, if you're going to do this, and she, you know, and this was like more thought about production than I've ever seen her give about anything. And she goes, if they're going to, if they were going to do this, like, why not have her on the ship with them the whole time instead of like doing that dumb thing where they left her on that planet? Like, you know, this is so dumb. Like, so she some leaves and she decides to uh, go into his lab and try to figure out, like, what it is he's actually doing. But she doesn't actually, like, leave the room and just walk into the lab, which I assume she can't do because he probably has locks on it. But instead, she puts on this VR thing, which somehow gives her X-ray vision, which I don't understand. Um but then on top of that, there's also this uh, like digital representation of Q, which makes no fucking sense at all, and allow she the the fake version of Q basically gives her a vial of crap that he made that supposedly reverses her condition thing, so she gets all pissy at Sung and walks out of the compound there. So then, what's the point of any of that? Like. Is that just motivation for him to join up with the board queen? Like, is she going to come back somehow and have have bearing on the end? And they're all going to be like, why is Soji here? What's going on? Like, I just don't understand any of this. Like, I don't think you're supposed to. I think he would make your brain hurt. So it's it, better not to understand anything and just wait for this whole thing to finish. Unwrap. It already, I mean, I, I can't. And I'm the guy walking into this who actually think like the show more than you guys. And I, I'm hopeless. Like, I have no idea what they're doing. Outside of Reels, I have lost any interest in pretty much everything they're doing. Like, yep. I, I, I bang about this season is going to be when it ends. Yep. My, uh, my, approach, my approach after season one, and I think this is all on that the giant season one review we did. Um, was whatever they do with Q and all that can't possibly be worse than what this first season was, and it now is. We are there now. Um, so I don't, you know, and I don't, I don't trust them to land it because I don't know what the landing point even is. Like normally, this far into a season like this, I can at least kind of extrapolate. Like, okay, this is probably where they have to end up. 
and this is how they can get there. But we're we're far enough now where like I don't know what what it is they're even trying to reach now. Like so the season uh, one, I knew like eight episodes in, I kind of saw yeah. where we're going with what and stuff. But like here, I have like you have episodes to finish the season, and. Oh. Here's another. Here's another stupid There's thing. No, like, what exactly are they doing? Like, I have no idea. Well, this yep. this is this is why I say this is all leading into season three. Still talking about some of mm-hmm. the stuff because there's way too much happening right now for it to get wrapped up in what an hour and a half. Like, there's like so much going on. They just set up this entire new story. Well, unless they the make the last two episodes and, uh, last two hours. Well, this kind of yeah, goes into so, everything that you've been telling me when I say, like, this is building into something, this is going into something, this setting up something for something else. And you're like, every time I said that, your comment was basically, these people don't <laughs> do stuff like that. And well, they I don't. Agree with you. These people they... don't do stuff like this. I can't see it. I would, like, yes, they can theoretically, theory, this could set up a quite nice three, but I don't see it. Can we can we go back to the discussion about uh, how many languages everybody speaks? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, anymore. I I speak I speak a few I I speak no, a few I mean languages, but I, I mean oh, all right. Man. I was gonna say I, mean I speak maybe like eight phrases in like eight different languages. So there you go. I mean I mean the characters. Like how many languages do characters speak? Yeah, I don't know. I, no. I, mean, I, I want to know if they... Well, because they have a universal translator, they basically speak with them. Here's My another, question here's is, another... is, is, uh, is Klingon considered a foreign language at the academy? No. Because <laughs> you can well, learn, know, it, you can you learn, can learn, learn it in an American world, world, so I don't so. think so. All right. Yeah. Um, here's another stupid, stupid thing that I didn't mention. Um, the the not-Laris person... Uh, finally admits to Picard that she's a Romulan. Mm. Uh, yeah, and she's basically yeah. been hiding her ears yeah. all this time. Yeah, oh, and uh, yeah. yeah, so that's basically. But you know what's really stupid about that? She go to this whole like, oh, and once I do this, like I can hide them again for like eight hours. Yeah, then so I won't I have be to wear a beak for eight hours and hide my ears. I just have to wear my hair long for eight hours and not go anywhere. Um, that was even stupider. Yeah. <laughs> You, so you know I, what I, she I, should I, do? She should wear a um, a, the headband. Uh, a headband. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I think they're that's basically their way of saying she is Laris's ancestor. Then, which you know, great. I guess. I well, don't... Picard did say, "Oh, so you are an you are an ancestor." So, and she didn't yep. deny it. So, or you yeah. could be. Yeah. So then, uh, the Borg Queen teams up with Sung. I'm just not even referring to her as Gerardi anymore because, well, why? And no, uh, yeah, no sense. He get he gets some of the the like uh, the like private contractor black ops guys that he was working with at that spearhead place. Oh right, yeah. For, to like be his personal army, and she gives them like nanoprobes and stuff, and yeah, basically assimilates them. Yep. So and yeah, that's this time. The last two hours uh, are probably just going to be like high action stuff with with 
soldiers with Borg implants and whatever, and I just don't give a fuck anymore. Um, Strange which New is World. Really sad. Which is really sad. I mean, this show was supposed to be the show. It was supposed to bring you know. I it's just so fucking sad. Sad. I was so looking. I mean, we were in some level of communication when this show first started, and like I was just over the moon about like they're fine. They're gonna do something like this. I can't believe they're gonna do this. I can't believe he's willing to do this. And then it was. It's just. I mean, season one actually looks good in comparison to this, and oh, I don't think sure. any of us really liked season one that much. Well, I did. Well, except with Misha, but yeah, for sure. Well, I'll say I'll say that uh, episode one of season two was probably the best the show has been. Yeah, right. Two episodes, yeah. The sure, first man. two were great, actually. Which brings me to a side note. I have a I have a side chat going with uh, Tim Kale, who we had on this show before. Not for oh, these, yeah. But he's been yeah. on before, and I actually invited him to come on for one of these, and because I knew we were running out of season. Um, and he was like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't find, find it hysterical. Um, but this is the, the dialogue we had. Um, this is him. I'm sorry to say I'm really disliking absolutely everything about Picard's season two. It's not any one. It's literally every decision the writers have made that I dislike, from Gerardi being the Borg queen to the entire show being yet another stuck-in-the-past, fix-the-timeline premise. I just hate it. Not very good critical analysis, I admit. I wish I felt differently. Uh, my response was, you should listen to the shows we've done, the descent from this could be good, at, this could be really <laughs> good after the first two episodes to where we... Are you there? I don't know. We lost him. Uh-oh. Yeah, John I, lost you, dude. I guess it did that thing oh. it does where that you always get where um if you're away from it for too long it drops out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I thought that was just your phone. Um. Basically, I was just saying like because I don't think he's listened to any of the shows we've done yet. Um. For this for this season, and I said you know our optimism after the first two where we're like oh those are actually pretty good and this season looks like it could be awesome to suddenly like where we are now where we're like i don't understand what the show is doing what what's going on here this is ridiculous i just want to go home i mean the problem is, is that this is what happens when you rush yourself into a corner and you don't know how to get out of that corner you know, and yep. that's essentially what they did they wrote themselves uh -huh. into a corner hey you gave me an idea man they can't get themselves out what do you call the temporal uh, police uh, guys? They may be showing up at the end of this uh, season. Temp dude, temporal they... investigations, yeah, yeah they temporal could. Temporal investigations, they're gonna mm. save the day, dude. I bet, I bet that's how they're gonna do it. Yep, that's the only but way I mean, they can write sure, yourself out sure. of this They're gonna be like, Picard, you're way too fucking old, and you screw things way too fucking much, and we gotta save your fucking ass. As Justin has said, do we think they've watched the one episode of Deep Space Nine that? That temporal investigations played a role in. I don't think they nope. have. I don't think so. I mean, there's temporal police in, on Voyager, and you know, uh, you never know, man. Yep. You never know. Like maybe they did. Maybe they'll think they invented the temporal police. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah. So this. I'm still waiting for this, like the 
riots and stuff because they mentioned that like yeah. three times at the beginning of the yeah. season and fucking bell riots. Yeah, I, I think we can give up on bell riots, man. I don't know if anything. I'm starting to think that April 15th really is tax day in this episode, in this, in this <laughs> yep. series, because it's like, Although, what is, what, what are we leading towards in April 15th? <laughs> if somehow tax, they're, tax if somehow is- they're, that's the date of the Europa mix. That's all it is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that also the day that the bell riots start? No, I mean, I'd have I don't to think so, man. Uh, let me check. I gave a specific date. That's what they were kind of insinuating when they were talking about no, three more days. No, I think that's days. the conclusion that we jumped to. Uh, uh, yeah, three more yeah. days was always the launch of Europa mission. Yeah, Bell. Bell that was the timeline. happened in September of 2024. Oh, okay. We, I we're gotcha. like six months ahead. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but then again, watch Justin be right when they go back to when they go back to twenty twenty when they go back to twenty four hundred. There's like hey, a fucking maybe, maybe, there's like maybe. a fucking statue of Avery Brooks as as Gabriel Bell somewhere. Be cool. But maybe yeah. they're gonna have to stay on Earth for another six months, you know, while they figure out think, uh, things out on how to stop the Borg Queen Girati, and we get to see the Bell Rites, sort of. Well, if they get if they give Borg Queen Girati six months on Earth, <laughs> then Earth is going to be fucking planet Borg by the yep. end of that. Yes, in which case the temporal police will have to step in and you know uh, yep. fix things up. And the temporal police will have to assemble a group of people to take from the timeline to if come back to time. And it's going to be and it's going to be Riker. It's going to be Troy. It's going to be Worf. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yep. who they're well, gonna you bring know, back from know, the really future depends. to help. <laughs> it really depends on uh, which uh, which uh, temporal police uh, task force uh, has uh, has their has the case. You know, you know. Uh, yep. I mean, Braxton he had to you know take seven out of the timeline. Somebody else d- does things differently, and then there's the uh, guys who investigated Cisco and the crew when they uh, did their temporal thing in uh, with Kirk and the uh, and the uh, little buggers. So you never know. You never know. Never. They may think of something completely different, and they'll think they they invented it. Yeah, this this show is now just a train wreck that I want to be over. Um, hey, two more episodes, man. Two more episodes. I know. But, I but wish Mugger. they would really. I, w- I wish they would release them both at the same time. The, and, the and just be done with it. Well, I I did say that like four episodes ago. Just you did, man. You did. I think they should now, just because I I kind of agree with you now that the last two should be released this Thursday because if you don't do that, then the last one releases the same day as the Strange New Worlds pilot, and I just don't think anybody's going to care. Um, uh, you might you might be right, dude. So I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think we'll get episode 9 next week, and then the 10 will come out on May 5th. Um, but, I mean, I'm way more excited for the Strange New Worlds pilot than I am for however this fucking shit brick is going to end. Yeah. I think that um, is at this point. So I did have... I know I am. I did have two news items that I forgot about at the beginning, and we were talking about F1 and basketball and stuff for long enough that I completely forgot about them. Um, I did see something like an interview with Spiner where he said one of the conditions that he had for coming back to do this show was that beyond whatever they did in in season one with Data, he was not he was uh, he had it in his contract that beyond season one he was not going to play Data again. So, 
we at least that tells us probably that whatever they do with him in season three will not be data because he won't do it. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, so he's gonna be another It's gonna be another ancestor of his. Yeah, it's it's just gonna, if they if they yeah if they go back into the normal time, then it's gonna be the guy on that uh, android planet. His uh, yeah, it's gonna be the guy from season one again. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe somebody else. You never know. Uh, the other thing, or another Tsung, but he's gonna be a Tsung, not a Data. So. Of course, yeah. Uh, the other thing, and this is, I was thinking more of uh, Milos and Boris when I saw this. Um, are we? Are are any of you guys familiar with the the documentary that was done about Deep Space Nine a couple of years ago? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, Milos doesn't watch documentaries, and I saw it a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. that was great. I actually, I actually went I actually went to a theater and saw it because they had oh, it cool. they had it here nice. and then I was just like oh well you know I don't know if I'm you know and I remember going to see it was, it was one of those fathom events things so it was a little bit more of an ex- expensive ticket than like a normal movie would be mm-hmm. and I justified it to Corey as like well I don't know if something like that's ever going to hit home video so I should go see it <laughs> and then I literally and I, I'm happy I went to a theater for it anyway but I'm in the theater and there's literally ads for the home video release like a week yeah, later I was going to say I think it came out like a week later because I got it yep. on uh, Blu-ray like a week after they and I was just like <laughs> you fucker you couldn't say this beforehand they're um, doing uh, the same crew is doing the well, they same documentary for Voyager too. They so. did it beforehand, but I'm already in the theater with the ticket. When that yeah, happened. but that's what I meant before you take it. Like they could have said, like it's coming yeah. out in theaters but, on whatever. A week later, it's coming out a home release. Boris, yeah, but then who? Time. Yeah, but then who would have went to the theater to see it though? That's what yeah, John exactly. is saying is that he. He went to the theater to see it because he thought it wasn't going to be released. He thought it was just going to be like a, yeah, yeah, I get a one-time I get only thing. I'm but, waiting for yeah. the Voyager documentary, well, man, because they're doing point, the Voyager thing. My point was the Voyager one because I was on YouTube last night and I saw a a six-minute thing for the Voyager one. I guess the Voyager one is called To the Journey. Yeah, um, something like that, yeah. Where it's it was six minutes of like clips from it where they interviewed all the different actors and stuff and basically to announce and I guess it was posted about two weeks ago to announce that this thing is in production now. Um so hopefully we'll see it within the next year, year and a half. Well, I haven't listened to the Delta Flyers thing in a while and they've been saying how they've been contacted about the documentary like Last time I was listening to them, so I'm sure that's been going on for a while now. Yep, but yeah, they just released a a, a clip for it. Yeah, which and I, I can't found. wait because of all the stories that we know about, you know, behind the scenes of the Voyager thing. Like it yep. was a train wreck, to say the least. I, well, I, I, I feel, can't I, wait for them to talk about it. So is I it feel- is it going to be a uh, like a Paramount Plus thing, or is it going to be like an independent documentary? I think it's an independent thing. It's oh, much like. Yeah, I think like it's the DS9 like documentary, yeah. Where it was independent. Um because my guess is, you know, just even from the just even from the clip thing, uh there's some stuff in there that I don't think Paramount wants getting out. Um like for example, uh if if we if any of us followed the production of Voyager, we know that uh Kate Mulgrew was not the first choice for Janeway. They'd actually cast somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And they fired her during the pilot because they were like, this isn't working. Um, 
if you believe what I think she shot two first uh, yeah the pilot the first two episodes yeah. well they shot the they shot the pilot for like a a month uh or something like yeah, that yeah and even yeah Kate it was Mongo, very it was Kate a very simple didn't like uh, Jerry Ryan at all because she oh, was no. there just to be oh, uh, yeah. sex appeal and yeah it was like there's a whole bunch and even the stuff with Harry Kim and the stuff with Jacote and all this, yeah, yeah, it was a train wreck. I mean, I, uh, and, even... and I didn't even know about this until like mid two thousands because internet, you know, because none of these news ever made it in Croatia. So like, I was completely unaware of it. And then when I learned about it, I was like, "What the fuck, man! Like, what the fuck?" I'm pretty sure he's even said on the Delta Flyers podcast, and maybe I'm paraphrasing to a degree, that like in the early years of that show, he had trouble like making his call times because he like hated getting out of bed essentially oh, yeah, yeah yeah something like that yeah at one point they thought he was on drugs and they made him go to rehab <laughs> um <laughs> and they like took him out of the show for like two or three episodes to go to rehab and he was yeah, just like it's ridiculous it's i don't ridiculous. get any of this yeah, um, but if- you know tng had similar issues and i can't believe that people who were making a show about you know peace and harmony in the 24th century yeah, had that so much bullshit around it. The show about, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. The the Jerry Ryan Mulgrew stuff is going to be amazing. Like, I can't, like, whether they're, whether both of them are going to be willing to be frank about that on the documentary or not, given I don't know where their relationship I think, is. I think people, I think fans of Star Trek deserve the full and whole oh, story. Oh, yeah. I hope well, it's, so. Uh, it- the the relationship has gotten better in the last few years. Oh, there was like a course. there was like a major thing that um uh the guy who plays Harry Kim uh uh Garrett Wang Garrett Wang yep Wang um he uh he had like this whole like breakdown on stage at one of like the Comic Con conventions and it was um I think I think it was Jerry Ryan him um. And then like uh Robert Ricardo and somebody else. Um, and he like had like this big like emotional thing on stage when they asked him about like the 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 tension between Jerry and um Kate. And um he like talked about how like you know it really affected him and you know about now on to come to the set and all kinds of shit like that and and the fact that they don't get along to that day and blah 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 and it was like a very like almost viral video in the Trek community. And yeah. uh, I think ever since then I think they kind of realized that it's like time to kind of like put aside whatever issues they had with each other. But I remember Kate Mulgrew was talking about a lot of that um when she came to Rhode Island Comic Con that one time when I went to go to her uh her uh, uh panel and uh she talked a lot about that. She talked a lot about the um the way she came in after that original actress had come in. Um, and it seemed very like Back to the Future, like um, with uh, uh, what's his face getting canned, and then Michael J. Fox coming in, and um, yeah. So I mean, I, I guess it was like a, yeah, there was a there was a little bit of tension, I guess, at first. But yeah, it would it would be interesting to see a documentary about Voyager because it seems like there was a lot more going behind the scenes with Voyager Listen, than the other ones. Yeah, Deep Space Nine documentary was great, so I'm expecting great things for the Voyager documentary as well. She she says on the clip that they, and like I said, it was like a six and a half minute thing where, you know, they took bits of every interview with 
the major bits of every interview with the major actors and like just some of the stuff they said was amazing like Mulgrew was like yeah they they had a paramount suit because this was also let's keep in mind too i think some of the pressure comes from the fact that this was the show they launched a network off of because the upn network basically started with this show so i think there was way more like pressure from from paramount itself to make this thing work and mulgrew had said you know there was a paramount suit on the set every day waiting for me to fuck up uh yeah for the entire for the entire first year of this show like just every every single day there was a paramount guy on the set waiting for me to screw up um And then yeah. Uh, yeah. there was also a thing about uh, they they took one of the bits of the interview with McNeil where he was like, when they fired Jennifer Lean after season four or whatever, we suddenly realized best oh, thing to happen to Star Trek since Tasha Yar died. Yep, we were we were all suddenly like this show might not make it seven years, even though they initially guaranteed us that that it would go that long. And you know, the one I thought was hysterical, and maybe this is why this character got sidelined so much because they had no idea what to do with him. Uh, Beltran said he took the job because he wanted to work with the original Janeway actress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I must have missed that interview, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy when you when you start looking into it. Like you 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 just go off the deep end, and it seems like. And you know, when when I listen to the Delta Flyers guys, I mean, they're still good with Robert Picardo and Tim Russ and uh, Robert yeah. Phillips Phillips, and they even guest starred on the show. I think they even had Kate Mulgrew on the show. At oh, they've point. all been. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, at one point they even called Robert Picard on the phone, and the guy was on the bike, and he had an accident because he was talking to them recording the podcast. Yep, I remember <laughs> and that. That was one of the funniest bits I ever heard. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I really hope that they will do justice to the documentary oh, because I, Voyager I, deserves it. I think it's gonna be great. I can't wait for it to come out. And I mean, then Voyager has been an underrated, you know, uh, family. Me- he was the black sheep of the family. It wasn't even Star Trek Enterprise. It was the Voyager. For yeah. what reason, I'm still not sure. But, you know, when you look into the history and stuff, you start to get a picture and whatnot. And it just, it's sad. It's sad because it's such a great show. And I can't wait for the doc, man. I also kind of want the Enterprise doc now. I, that-, I, that was, uh, that was, I was going to mention later but i'm hoping that they will finish off star trek enterprise the crew is now older the crew is now older they could do the thing like 10 years from you know when they ended up and they can do something you know somebody wants to join the federation there's so many things that they can do in uh like short seasons like they can make one or two or three short seasons make it 10 episodes if you want but make it uh, you know a concrete thing don't do the don't go the picard way just do something concrete with them. The map wait, to do wait, that. You're telling a- me that it wasn't just all a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, if we ever, if we ever hey, get back. Hey, to Justin. Those- Justin, when you go, when you go, when you order, when you order a pizza or a hamburger, where do you think hamburger comes from, man? It comes uh... from Riker, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, wrong analogy, wrong analogy. Maybe, maybe I, I misread something. I don't know. You did. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the map to do those is, like, they did a bunch of non-canon novels set after Enterprise ends, and the stuff's actually pretty good, and they could, you Dude, know... I mean, they could they can make so much, so many great things, it just pains me to watch the second season of this fucking show and see it going down the rails in the long, long train wreck that it is. Yep. Well, I mean, um, to me, I mean, I know you guys are fans of like Discovery and stuff like that, but to me, it's just kind of like one train wreck and kind of a few train wrecks dude, that have been happening. To you, but... I would suggest watching Star Trek Discovery starting from third or fourth season and just enjoy that for what it is because mm. it really is. Good. Yeah, it's a much better show once they get to the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. You mean what they? Dude. You mean what they probably should have done in the first place? Yes. Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It'll make actually. This took him a while it, to get there. Yeah, but it, like now that you mention it, it would probably make sense if that show started off that way. Like I would have loved to see it start off that way, but yeah. Well, because it's very difficult to like start a show in a period in time where the show that they're basically the other show that was around at that time was. The original series and at that time it was made in the 60s where you know you can't really like you can't really like like compare it because now all of a sudden you're changing things from what they were then and you know things like that and you're trying to say it's all in the same universe and then it's like you know um yeah but it's not it's, like they changed everything you know yeah they well they changed what the Klingons look like they example. changed the the you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously when they were around in the 60s, they didn't have the visual effects that we have nowadays. But it's like, you know, the way they made the clean look, the way they made, yep. you know, everything else look, Actually, you know, the fact yeah, that I they're mean, adding in, thought, yeah. the fact that they're adding in a sister to Spock or whatever, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. It's like, yep. listen, I get what you're trying to do, but it's like, look, don't choose that time and period choose something else. If you wanted to do something in the past, do it between the original series but it and was. next gen. You know what I mean? But it was before the original series, like 10 years yeah, it's in, so. yeah, but it's in that same area. Window. Yeah. So now you're I telling you. me in I 10 you. years, you're telling me in 10 years, the Klingons changed that much? Well, they kind of... Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So... Yeah. I know. agree with you. I think the approach that yeah. I always took with the Klingon thing was... You know, and and this is the approach I wish more fans would take instead of just hanging up on it endlessly. Was back in the day when they were doing TNG, uh, Roddenberry was asked about the the difference of the Klingon appearance even between the '60s and then, and he was like, "Oh, this is what the Klingons always would have looked like if we had had the money mm. to do it." Yeah, yeah, but yeah. see, at this point though. Like, I get what he's saying, and now that they have the money, they've made it that way, but still, like, in in a visual sense, it's like, how can you honestly believe that those are the same type of people? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, you know, you and that's why, that's why you try to stay away from that, you know what I mean? Unless it's a complete reboot, like the movies did, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I but, it. you know, yeah. I also look at it this way, you know, uh, Star Trek Enterprise basically retconned all of that, and there's, like, one point where O'Brien or somebody asks Worf about it. Uh, like, uh, why do Klingons look that weird? And he says, oh, we don't like talking about it with outsiders, but mm. Star Trek Enterprise said, like, four arc series about, you know, 
Klingons uh, manipulating, you know, the human uh, uh, augment genome. And so right. that's how I explain and it. And that's how they got to the, yeah. That's basically how I explain it. And to me, it makes sense. I get it. Other people may not take that stance. Yeah. I don't want that's to. That's, I mean, that's not the only issue I have with that no, show. No, but, I get it. But, but I would definitely like, suggest, know. yeah, but I would definitely suggest watching Discovery once they get into 32nd century. I think you might yeah. find it appealing at least to a certain mm. degree. Yeah, it's that's, definitely it's definitely closer to standard standard Trek yep. once they get there because they're not they're not doing the fucking mental kung fu required to make yep. the prequel yep. shit work anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that pretty much gets us through the last two hours that I just wasted of my life watching this Picard show. Um, hey man, we did hour and a half for two episodes of Picard. I think I think that's uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't. You know, they're at a point now where like I think Gerardi has to die. You know, just because I don't see how you can. I don't see how you can salvage this character and make this somebody that they will ever want to deal with again. Um, I was actually hoping Raffi would die when... Well, I mean, you could make the same argument about Picard. He was the locutus at one point. Yep. I I was actually hoping... Yeah, but that was different, man. Like, and It's the same thing. Yeah, but he didn't have a season one where he already stabbed him in the back. And yeah, they already that. explanation for him, like he was turned into a Borg. He wasn't in control of his faculties, but here's like she betrayed him in season. Then she goes all Borg, and she willingly became Borg. It wasn't like she was assimilated the way Picard was. She yeah, willingly became a Borg, Borg that, or but... host to a Borg team. Like you can't walk it back. Like yeah, what can but you she didn't necessarily... do? In but, third season, like the, the, that explains bringing this character back in third season, and everybody's still okay with her hey being man, there. Hey man, I'm all against Jurati not being there, but I'm just saying, like, she had her reasons, and she even shot the queen. It's not like she wanted to be assimilated necessarily. I don't know. <laughs> she did because nah, then I she think... was like, I shot her, we need her, and then she's like, okay, like, I'm gonna be her host. And she willingly sat on screen, she willingly took the poor queen. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see this yeah. ending positively for her. I think I think she I think in their attempt to get rid of the new Borg Queen and they end up killing her and yeah, it becomes is, this and big they just like have to do it in a way oh, that Borg Queen before she died actually gives them Yeah, this is why we need temporal police. Temporal investigations needs to step in and just, you know, bring things uh to a closer I'm... to too close. I mean, I'm that's the only way I think, see doing this. I'm starting to think all the La Serena people are going to disappear before okay. three. It's very much possible. And it will make me very... I mean, part of, to me, part of the appeal of whatever it is they're going to do in season three is to see the TNG people with those people. Yeah. And I, and I don't think they're going to do that much hey, less. In 20 years, I would like to be on the set of the documentary about Star Trek Picard and just asking the writers, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Like, what were you smoking? Who were you taking orders from? And why did you just do the things your own way and just say, fuck it all? You know what's funny? Um, Alex Kurtzman really uh, recently said that his biggest uh, disappointment was the mummy. 
with uh with uh Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. And yep. uh yeah, uh, Alex, I think you got to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cuz that's not a good movie, but you know, it's yeah, it, it it's, had its moments. I kind of liked it, but I've seen it since. It's yeah. less of a time commitment than watching this show is. Yeah, uh, for sure, man. For I'll sure, give it man. that. Uh, I mean, we're never getting this time back. Nope. Nope. No. And the I sad, mean... and the sad thing is, I know I will watch this show again. You know, as much as as much as I hate what they're doing right now, I'm so much of a completist that, you know, at some point I will do that massive thing. Dude, where I, I will probably rewatch the second season for the third season, you know, or something. I don't know, but it's like, yep. Yeah. I'm never going to rewatch well, I'm just, stuff, We don't but have I'm... to rewatch it to pod the second season recap. With season three. <laughs> well, yeah, at least yeah. we've been doing at least. I don't know if we could, you know, if we did this season in the same way we did season one, I don't know if we could even do it just because it would be I so like, nah. like, I think, I think we're almost better off doing it this way because at least we can yeah. process all the weird shit. And... Yeah. Process exactly. and just, uh, you have it, you know, just having that out of our system, all the rants and, uh, complaints. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> we got two left and, uh, Strange New Worlds can't come fast enough. Oh my gonna, God. And if and if anybody from the Trek community is listening out there, I'm sure we're gonna be called like haters, and we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, right. Blah blah blah. You know, that's how these things end up happening when you dislike. Something. Hey, man, they can call me out. You know, they all take they it want. personal. They can call me out all they want, but I've been watching Trek since I was a kid. Yep, maybe. And I will bet, I'm willing to bet, you know, and very rarely do I get on my high horse about this, but I would bet that, you know, I'm 45 years old and I've been, I'm almost 45 years old and I've been watching Trek since I was about 10. And I would bet that I've probably seen more Trek than most of the people that write this show. Agreed. Probably. Agreed. Agreed. You've probably read more Trek than the people who write this show. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've read it. I've read every novel that's been published since I was ten years old. So I, 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 and as John knows, because I talked to him about this before, the first time I went to a movie theater to see a movie was Star Trek Generations. I've been yeah, watching. I've been watching the Next Generation since I was like three or four years old. Uh, you know, so I kind of go back with this too, and uh, you know. Hey man, Miller and I grew up on Voyager. Of, uh, and we love Voyager, and we also yeah. love the uh, Star Trek Enterprise intro. So you know, if we're haters, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, come on. You're haters, but you also love the things that most people, people hate. Worst yep. aspects of the franchise in general. Um, so, yep. So I've also I've also resolved to what does God uh, think- need with a spaceship. <laughs> I'm also resolved to, and I think we talked about this last week. When I go to this year's convention and I do the photo thing with Evan Evagora, who plays Elnor, I am I am going to ask him. You know, why were you written out of? Why were you yeah, essentially you have, written? Man, we have to know. Yeah, I have to know. I would know because I I'm just going to be like, dude, your character would have been so awesome on that crappy season. Like, why were you written out? Yeah. <laughs> You know, tell me you had something else to do that prevented you from being. Tell me, me. you were sick. Tell me you yeah. were sick. Yeah. Tell me you had like a better role that uh, kept you out of here. Um, 
But like, yeah, yeah, I can sit, yeah. You know what his better role was? Sitting at home instead of being in this garbage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably watching at home, thinking, "Thank God, I'm not in this thing." <laughs> this, is how, this is how I can tell I've turned on this show, and I know it's taken me longer than everybody else. When uh, when Borg Queen Jurati had Raffi by the throat. And I'm literally screaming, kill her! Please just kill her! So that something something can happen. Please, God, just kill her. Um, you know, at that point, and Raffi has been one of the characters who hasn't actually bothered me that much, and I'm screaming for her death. And it's just like, okay. Oh, God. This is why, this is how I know we have a problem here, then. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I don't know anymore. Um, I'm glad it's over in two Dude, weeks. You don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. Yep. I'm I'm glad it's over in two weeks, and we can start doing weeklies for what I assume has to be a better show than this. I yeah, mean, man. strange new all strange new worlds has to do to be better than this is exist. Um, <laughs> pretty much because hey, I, if... I don't. We, we will always have lower decks coming in if uh, Strange New Worlds. Oh yeah, we're do, we're doing we're doing weeklies for lower decks. Oh for sure, man. To make up for this mess. Uh, oh know, yeah, that's that's a, that's a show that I very much enjoy. I know we had originally talked about just doing a season recap for that, but with the monstrosity that this has been for the last two months, we're doing weeklies on that shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For the sure. last. <laughs> But yeah, so that I think uh, the, the podcast for Dead Stuff is going to be longer than the actual episodes. You're, you are aware, right? Well, yeah, they have to be though. We always go more than twenty minutes. Uh, Even with Prodigy, we went more than twenty minutes yeah, we, on some of those. Our, our with Prodigy, we would go for like an hour sometimes. Well, that it's too because twenty minute episode. That because there was stuff to figure out with that. So yeah, yeah exactly. I'm almost mm-hmm. you know. I'm almost. I'm excited for that to come back because I like that more than this. Dude, and then also, so fucking good. It's amazing. And also, I know me and John were talking about this, but something Trek adjacent, um, the Orville, Orville is coming back. Yes, in, yes. Uh, yes, June, yes. July. I can't wait. All right, I so can't wait, man. I know we were talking about maybe either doing like a season review or whatever. So maybe we'll do like seasons one and two, two. I don't know. So we'll see if you guys want to yeah, do it. I or count count me in for that thing. I love fucking Orville. I can put a dent in that in the next couple weeks. Because um, mm. I, I have the first two seasons. On, I paid for the first two seasons on Amazon. They're like five bucks a piece. Oh, um, all right. Yeah, I think yeah. they're on uh, Hulu too. Yeah, season three is going to be on Hulu, so I'll have yeah. to sign up for that. Um, but yeah, that uh, I actually, when that was originally on, I think I only watched as far as the because it was, I think it was a Sunday night show, and they kept jerking it around for football, and I got sick of trying to find it all the time. Yeah, it was something like that. So I only watched as far as the the first one, the one that Charlize Theron was in. I think was the last one I watched. Oh, so I gotta okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go back and watch the rest of it again. Yeah, I would so. probably have to go and rewatch all of it. But uh, yeah, well, it has a, been like I, yeah, it was two a and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, for I didn't even want to watch that show because I thought it was just parody of Trek, and I was like, I don't need another parody of Trek. And then I was bored one day and just gave it a shot, and I got hooked. It's so fucking amazing. 
Well, here's the thing. McFarlane's a huge fan, and he actually gives a fuck. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, unlike these people that do these shows now, he actually and gives he, a shit. And he actually wrote, like, a pilot for, like, a Trek show for, um, uh, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Paramount or Viacom at the time, and they rejected him. I was like... Oh, they did? Yeah, it was right was around, like, around, around the time... He's it was around the stories time. on the Orville that Star Trek will never do, and they tried to do with Picard, and uh, they're trying to do with Discovery, but some of the other ones, they will never be able to do well, I think, Star Trek. I think they realize that there's an audience for people who like the Orville, and so that's where Lower Decks came in, because yeah. they're like, well, we can do this, but in animation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, sure. you, know, you know, taking little shots, but still being kind of serious about the situation, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the Orville, man. And if you want to do a pod about the Orville... I'm, oh, I'm yeah, gonna... we should definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we went a little longer than we planned on our, <laughs> yeah, our general so. show is now. Um, but, yeah, two more weeks, boys. And... Uh, then we'll be on to better things, hopefully, than this. Uh, we'll see. We'll be on to the strange new things at the very least. Yes. Yes. It's strange I, and new, but well, it's it's in see on whether it's better. Uh, it, we'll, it, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I, I know I've been probably been punished karmically for saying things like this on other pods, but it can't possibly be fucking worse. Hey, Justin. Oh, I mean, man. Justin, uh, yeah, I had really to say it. I'm really anxious to see what you think of Strange New Worlds, seeing as it's set, you know, in the Prime Universe at around the same time, you know, mm. or as the original series or prior to it. Yep. Now, I've already seen some some controversy and stuff in that uh, they obviously, I think we know that they cast a version of Kirk who's going to show up in season two, uh, which is already being yep. worked on. Uh, it's already started the, does that mean Anson Mount's going to leave the show after season one and they're just going to turn it into a Kirk show? I and hope he, not. And he was very much like, no, that's not what we're doing. Um, and also, so. it's very much like, um, and and this is kind of where it gets a little tricky, is that they're already casting Kirk and it's like, you're kind of messing with the timeline then if you're trying to say this is in the prime universe. You know what I mean? Like, you know, well, because not- you have the whole episode where, like, you know, Kirk talks about um, Pike, but, like, he didn't really, he didn't, it didn't really seem like he knew him, but it, like, he knew about him. And then Spock was the one that told the whole story about Pike. So it's like, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Kirk. Let's just say that. Well, there's no there's no guarantee that Kirk will serve on the Enterprise. He could just be around. Too. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, but... maybe they'll meet up in the academy or at the Starfleet headquarters, mm-hmm. or maybe he'll just be a side character on one of the ships that Enterprise is. You know, one one key one, th- one key thing that well, I, I think, think I think at this point at this point I would I would assume he would be higher up on the food chain than, you know, uh, somebody in the academy. Well, um, not in the I, academy, but just, you know, they, taking a he would be a He would be a commander at this point, I would believe. Yeah. Well, it depends probably. if it's set 10. When is it set even, you know? Is it set uh, 10 Discovery, years before? Discovery started 10 years before POS. 
And I think this show is like essentially like five years before TOS or something. So it's like, you know, it's set between like that original pilot, I think, and, you know, the second pilot. I think that's what the show one, is essentially yeah. setting. One one key thing that I think Justin needs to know, not being a discovery viewer, is that one of the one of the aspects they're gonna bring to Pike with this show is that you know, we've all seen the menagerie and the cage and whatever. Yep. Uh, but due to the, due to one of the time travel or, or time affected aspects of discovery, the season he was in, he now knows how and when he's going to die. Well, mm. I don't know if he knows when, but I think he knows. Yeah. No, he, he, I mean, he, knows, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the time. He knows. He, know, he knows we'll how live. he's going. He knows how yeah. he's going to end up in that wheelchair yep, and whatever. Yep, yep, and yep. that at the moment that that will happen too. That I think is going to inform a lot of what he does on this show. Um even some of the tra- even some of the trailers have said like I know I know what my future is and I'm I'm going to try to do my best inside of that. You know, which you know, I I'm sure they'll bring it up on the actual show if you've never actually watched Discovery, but I do think that's an important part of what they're going to do with this character on this show. Yeah. And this, this yeah. is going to be, from what I understand, this is going to be more like single episode stuff. They're not going to do like the overarching, like I'm, I'm sure there'll be like plot threads. So it's going to it. be more episodic. It is. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. The intent is the intent, the intent is to do more episodic stuff like TOS. Gotcha. And I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be stuff like, like character threads that will go throughout a season mm. whatever. but I think the point is they're trying to get away from the 10 hours, one story thing, um, which I think can do nothing but help this show. Um, so, well, like you said, only thing this thing has to do to be better than Picard is actually existing. Hey, yeah, no, I know it's, and I, I find it sad that we're looking at a show with my favorite Star Trek actor in it in this way, but this is where we are. So, yeah. All right, boys, we will reconvene next week for episode, what I assume will be episode nine of this. And Milos, you and you and I and Boris will be doing the uh, Easter Doctor Who special next weekend. I have to yep. watch it again. Yep. I have to watch it again because I completely blanked out in like 20 minutes of it because I was so <laughs> bored. Does he... Uh... Does he go around delivering eggs to she, all the little children of she, uh, London? She, she, it's a she. she, uh, oh, she. That oh, would have been more. Then? That would have been more interesting than what they did. I'll say uh, that. Is it still? Is it still that lady from the last time, or is it somebody new? No, there. Uh, the current person has one show left. Yeah, oh, right. it's a centennial, and then we get a new doctor. Gotcha. Yep. I've been hearing I've been hearing a lot of people are saying Davies is gonna wipe out the continuity entirely and start over from zero. I'm all for that. Uh, uh I don't know. I'm it all would, for that. Uh-oh. It would bother sounds- a lot of a lot of stuff. It sounds if, like this is brewing a good conversation for that who thing. It sounds like there's going to be something. Or, uh, <laughs> if your whole idea is for Davies to come back and save the show. Doing that is not how you get there, but we'll yeah. we'll save yeah. that discussion for the Sea Devils review next weekend. Oh, good God! Yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, I have to watch it again. I was 
we watched it on Easter Sunday. I was bored out of my mind, and I think I might have actually, I might have actually fallen asleep for like twenty minutes of it because I don't remember how it ends at all. Uh, so I had to go back and watch it again. <laughs> so I will do that before next weekend, and we'll be able to review that finally. Sure thing, dude. All right, boys. All right. Later. See you later. later.